Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Proverbs 29, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for all that you've done. I'm grateful for how you love us, how you walk with us, and how you never give up on us. And Lord, today as we read your word, as we go through your Proverbs and your wisdom, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us that you would be the one who opens our hearts and our minds and our spirits and that we would truly understand and gain that wisdom and insight that can only come from you. So, Father, I pray today as we read that it be strictly your word, your insights that we gain, nothing from me, only from you. And may it touch each and every person here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So chapter 29, um, there's a couple of verses that I found to be quite quite interesting and quite, quite good or impactful to me. And um, the typical, the, the most important one or the one that hits me the, the most is verse 20 where it says, Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There's more hope for a fool than for them. <laughs> well, I do that all the time. So that really impacted me quite a bit. Um, yeah. So anyways, let's go from, from there and let's just start on verse one, chapter 29. Whoever remains stiff necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. A man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father, but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. By justice, a king gives a country stability, but those who are greedy for bribes, tear it down. You know, I was talking to someone briefly about that, and they're like, well, that describes the United States pretty well, right? All these politicians, they just are out for themselves, not for the country. And as a result, the country's struggling. I don't know if I agree with that 100%, but you never know. Verse 5, those who flatter their neighbors are spreading nets for their feet. Evildoers are snared by their own sin, but the righteous shout for joy and are glad. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. If a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. You know, I just saw a uh, post on, I think it was on um, Twitter. Some woman who was in before a judge just never shut up and kept insulting the judge. She wasn't even there for something like murder or anything extremely serious. In fact, she could have gone home at the end of the trial if she just, you know, accepted whatever the minimal sentence was. But she kept going on and on and, and being rude and the judge went you know you need to be quiet You're, I'll hold you in contempt she kept going on so she got 30 days and she goes and she's like big deal I don't care who the hell are you I'm going home no you're not bailiff holds her back that's another 30 she got all the way up to a year <laughs> for her contempt because she wouldn't be quiet 
And I just think of this, verse 9, if a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs. That's exactly what happened. She raged, scoffed, and she earned herself for something trivial a year behind bars. Pretty crazy. Verse 10, the bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. Fools give vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. If a ruler listens to, listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. A rod and a rep- reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. When the wicked thrive, so does sin. But the righteous will see their downfall. Discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights of your heart. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Servants cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond. Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than them. That's my downfall all the time. A servant pampered from youth will turn out to be insolent. An angry person stirs up conflict and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. The accomplices of thieves are their own enemies. They are put under oath and dare not testify. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Many seek an audience with a ruler, but it it is from the Lord that one gets justice. The righteous detest the dishonest, the wicked detest the upright. So that one actually also hit home with me, and it makes me think about who do I support? Am I supporting the right people? Right? Because... Or who do I like? Am I liking the righteous and the righteous cause and detesting the dishonest one? Or do I actually hang out and chat with and befriend some of the dishonest or the unrighteous? Because the reality is maybe they can help me. I have to check myself all the time because it's easy to do that. It's easy to rationalize for me. Well, you know. That person's not that bad. And by the way, they're going to help me do this. So I have to always check my motive and who I am as a person. And am I doing the right thing? The other one that hit that I was reading, and it was actually from Spurgeon. It's what he talked about. And that's verse 25. Fear of man will prove, will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And he talked about basically, you know, prisons, the police for people and that, you know, they, that doesn't stop people from sinning and doing bad things. It's just uh, useless. And in fact, if anything, it just causes them then to, to lie and cheat and do things even worse. But I don't think, you know, for me, it struck me differently. It struck me that fear of man, meaning my fears, my emotions will prove to be a snare. So when I operate in fear, then I'm going to fail. 
Because I always do. I mean, when I've when I have operated in fear, it's leads to bad bad results usually. If I do it in investing, I used to day trade at times, and if I suddenly got nervous, I got emotional, I got afraid of the market, I did this or that, I lost a ton of money. But if I kept it very clinical and technical, then it was one of those things that just worked. But when emotions and when fear especially came in, when fear came into my life, fear of losing my family, fear of doing this, fear of losing my job, things just got worse. But when I trusted in God, things weren't, you know, rosy all the time, but my heart and my mind and my spiritual self was safe. I still had, you know, challenges. I still have have challenges today, but I'm trusting in God and I'm not trusting in myself because I'm just a guy and I fail all the time. It's where do I put my trust and do I operate in the fear basically most people have or do I trust in the Lord and that overcomes the fear that's really the important thing for me today is to trust in God on a daily basis and not to do it myself that's the journey for me not to manipulate the circumstance not to try to dictate and maneuver and manage the situation But to do my best, as it says, work my butt off. But to trust in God to do what's right and protect me. Even if I don't have immediate success, it's all about the peace that comes even in the challenges. So with that, let's go ahead and close up with prayer. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your words. Your wisdom just comes down through the ages doesn't matter if I'm dealing with papyrus to write something with some reed and some somehow created ink or if I'm using a computer and I just have to speak the words and it records it. Lord, doesn't matter if we're advanced, supposedly, quote unquote, or if we're not. If we're agrarian society, your words, your wisdom are true. And they stand the test of time. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for your wisdom. And I just pray that you would continue to open our hearts and our minds. And that you would be the one that we hear. And that as we go about our day, we could remember and learn how to love you with all our hearts and our souls and our minds and our spirits. And love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, I'm grateful for all you are all you've done and your grace that I don't deserve. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.